One of the things that you will learn on your journey through the dental hygiene program is how to do everything based from scientific evidence. If everything we do is based on evidence, we also have to know how to sift through evidence, determine the validity of things. How do we know that what we're reading about is true? How do we know what the best treatment needs are for our patient and what the best things are to recommend to our patients if we do not know how to sift through the literature and the studies and all of the research that comes across our desk. Everything we see out there in dental hygiene magazines and scientific research, there's all kinds of stuff stuff that comes at us. So as a clinician, you are going to have to be really astute at looking at the evidence and figuring out what is good evidence and what supportive things you can provide your patients based on that place of evidence-based. So everything that we do in our field is evidence-based. So therefore, everything that you do needs to come from a place of someone who understands research and how to sift through that information to determine what is valid. In this episode, we're going to cover evidence-based research. Through your curriculum, you will do a research project, a pretty significant research project where you develop a research question, a PICO question, and then you go through the process of looking at different studies, looking for studies that hold a lot of validity, looking at studies that have some value to them, and then putting together your own research paper to support your PICO question. And so that process really helps you learn what good evidence is so that you can come from a place as a clinician of somebody who's moving forward with your treatment and your care for your patient based on the evidence that's out there. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Happy Flosser podcast. My name is Billy Lunt. I am your host, and I'm here to talk to you about all things dental hygiene to support you on your journey through the dental hygiene program. Welcome. So glad to have you. Are you looking for study sheets? I've created study sheets that cover the content of this episode. If you're interested or that's something that's going to help you on your learning journey, you can click the link listed right in the description of these show notes. Happy studying! Now, we're looking at evidence-based decision-making in dentistry, which is the whole point of knowing what we're doing and what we're looking for when we're looking at research. There's four key components that I want you to keep in mind when you're thinking about some of the decision-making process, how it's linked to research in dentistry. The scientific evidence and what is the, you're going to learn a lot about biostatistics so that you can put those numbers together and understand if you can determine if the literature is scientifically valid. The experience and the judgment of the clinician who did the study is also important. The clinical or patient circumstances around the study um, as it relates to the outcomes that come out of the study. And what were the patient preferences, beliefs, or values of the patients that were part of the study? 
some of the steps involved in evidence-based practice in dentistry. So first you wanna identify the clinical problem. So you could relate this to your patient and you can relate this to your research paper. Formulate a clear question, clarify the outcomes. This is your PICO question. Maybe you've already had experience with some of the patients in the clinical setting that have caused you to ask certain questions. Maybe some of the patients that you've worked with, you wish you knew a little bit more about certain things, maybe some products, or maybe some habits or treatment recommendations that might help the outcome of your patient. Sometimes this is how good research questions come about. And it's important for you to be interested in answering that question because it will make the time of doing and conducting the research go by a little faster. You wanna search for the evidence and then critically appraise the evidence. Where did you get the evidence? What type of studies are they? These hold weight on how much you can rely on these articles and this is the scientific evidence. You want to apply the results of the studies to your clinical practice. And then even more important than all of the things that I've said is you want to evaluate the outcomes because sometimes new questions, new research questions come out of evaluating those outcomes. It's important to remember that, that oftentimes once you once you apply the interventions or the findings that you discover through doing your own evidence gathering, you'll need to reevaluate. And it does typically result in another question. And the cycle continues. So you will find that you will be a lifelong researcher because there's so much to know when we're working with our patients and we discover things that work and some interventions that don't work. You can't help but ask yourself why. And when you ask yourself the questions of why or how or what, this creates more need for more research. Now, research is literally just a systematic investigation that includes the development, the testing, and the evaluation of all of the things that you routinely ask anyway. Your PICO question is really just a well-defined clinical question that you've intentionally put together for the sole purpose of keeping your mind and your clear focus on a targeted goal for your research. PICO just stands for P-I-C-O, Patient Intervention Comparison and Outcome. So the P is what is your patient's concern or problem, right? That's the first part of the question that you are asking when you're conducting research. So maybe your patient has dental caries, there's their problem. And then the I is the intervention, right? What do you plan to do for the patient? What are you going to intervene with? Would fluoride varnish be one of those interventions? And then a comparison, the C, is your alternative consideration. And that doesn't always apply. Sometimes you can skip the C in a PICO question. If your patient has dental caries, and your intervention is fluoride varnish, your comparison would be other fluorides, right? And then your O, your outcome, is what you plan to accomplish or improve or impact. What do you, what do you want your results to be? So the O would be reducing decay, right? So there's your PICO question. In a patient with dental caries, would fluoride varnish, when compared to other fluorides, result in a reduction of decay? 
That's a really great question to run and do some evidence-based research on so that you are coming from a place of scientific evidence to provide your patient with the right information for their outcomes. So where are these sources of evidence that we need to look for? You've got scientific journals, which are published by professional associations. Some are peer-reviewed. Best sources for randomized clinical trials and learning about new research findings is to go to those. These electronic databases, which you've got your Medline through PubMed and your Cochrane reviews, these sources are regulated and they carry strong evidence. That's where you're going to find your systematic reviews, your meta-analysis, which is a comprehensive systematic review of the literature. And this helps you find relevant studies, assess the quality of the data, and to present the data in a really organized way. This is why the meta-analysis is considered the gold standard. Use your judgment. And things to consider when you're looking at the research is, what are the results of this research? Are they valid? Do they apply to my patient? And do they help answer or support my PICO question? Is it relevant to what I'm trying to answer for a question? Now, when you're going through the meta-analysis review process, the first thing you're going to do, define the problem. That's your PICO question. You're going to search the literature for relevant studies, right, using those keywords. If you've gone through the library training, you have learned how to search out those keywords that help relate some of the studies to your question. You want to then assess the qualities of those current studies, and you really want to have current studies. Don't use anything that's too old. Things change way too fast in dentistry to create a new research paper that has old information. So you want to make sure that you have current studies. Then you want to literally sift through those studies and extract the data from the studies that's relevant to your question. Combine the data when it's appropriate, right? That's called quantitative synthesis. Figure out which sources are your primary sources and then which studies, which sources are your secondary sources. Now those primary sources are going to be meta-analysis and systematic reviews that are original research publications. And some of your secondary sources might be things like publications of the primary literature that are on specific topics that support the evidence that you found in your primary sources. And these are things like journal articles or literature reviews or systematic reviews that don't necessarily have that meta-analysis. And all of this might sound just a little bit like a lot if you haven't done a lot of research. But I promise you, one of the hardest parts is developing your question. Let's just say you have your PICO question. All right, I have my PICO question, now what am I going to do? What I would do is locate five studies that will help you answer your question that you developed, okay? Writing the PICO question, something that you're passionate about and finding an answer to, that's probably one of the hardest parts in your research. Then locate your five resources. Now, you can use the following databases. You can use the Cochrane Library, PubMed through Medline, um, and there's a couple of others. All make, sh make sure that you are using the right databases to help you search and sift through. 
Now, while you're searching, there's certain things that you should keep track of. And this will make your life so much easier when you're going backwards trying to do a finished product. You want to make sure you keep track of the database that you use to find the study. If the source is a primary or secondary source, write it down and then say why you believe it's a primary or secondary source. You want to also keep track of the key search terms that you use to locate the study. And to be honest, what I do is I just take a sheet of paper, I find the studies, I do the, I put all of this information on in one place. You also want to make sure that you save the full article. You want to copy the full citation and save that to a file because that will make your life so much easier at the end when you are doing your references. Write a short annotation about how you will use this resource. Now, you don't have to do this all on the same day. Maybe you go to the library and you do your keyword searches and you find your articles. Print them off. Take them home. Then as you're reading them, think about whether or not those should be a primary or a secondary source. These are things that you can sift through. And then as you're reading these articles, highlight the areas where there's relevant information that pertains directly to your PICO question. Keep really good records because if you follow this process, it will really help you stay organized and it will make putting your research paper together so much easier. So honestly, the most important part after you develop your PICO question is to get yourself with a plan that's very organized. Don't go to the library and just willy-nilly get a bunch of stuff because that's just going to overwhelm you. Come up with a plan. You have your question. Write down some keyword search terms that you're going to use. Go to the library. See what works to narrow down your search. Record those keyword searches so that you have all the information you need. And as you write your paper, this will all come back to help you because this is all information that has to be included in your paper. Remember, a good research paper provides the reader with all the information they need in case they wanted to absolutely repeat what you're doing. So what would I do if I was going to the library? I would look at what you wrote down as your keyword searches and what database you used. I would type that in, and those research articles that you use to write your paper should come up in a search. So if you start off at the beginning, after you've come up with your PICO question, something that you're looking to find an answer to, make sure you have a nice plan put together so that when you go to the library and you start typing in these keywords, you know that you should be documenting this stuff so that it's easier for you on the back end of your paper and you're not rustling around trying to fill this stuff in later. You're doing it very intentionally and upfront. I promise this will go a long way at keeping your stress level down. So some of the things you wanna be thinking about as you're reading these articles that you find in the library, you are going to appraise the evidence. What type of study is it? What is the level of evidence? What are the results? Are they consistent with some of the other studies that you have? What are the side effects or the clinical significance? What's the quality of the study? Is it reliable? How many subjects were involved? What's the p-value, right? How similar are the subjects to the patient you're working with that you're trying to investigate the answer to this question to? 
whether you're a person who just loves research or you're someone that's just not okay with research, at the end of the day, as hygienists, we are inquisitive beings. We ask lots of questions and we wanna know the why behind some of the things that go on in our operatory. I might not have considered myself a researcher when I first started out in clinical hygiene, but there were so many times that I had a patient who maybe didn't have the outcome that I was looking to achieve by putting them through the course of treatment. And I couldn't understand why that patient responded differently to maybe the majority of patients. What was making this patient's outcome different than the others? And that's what helps spark your interest to go to the research and find out, get an answer to what you're looking for. And then whenever there's a new product on the market, we should have that inquisitive, questionable thought process about the validity, the studies, who's funding these studies. I just recently went to a webinar on this really great new product and they were showing us the research they were showing us the studies and for myself that's all great i'm going to read those studies i'm going to take a look at the validity i'm going to ask those questions that i just went over with you how relevant is this to the patients that i'm treating but then to be totally honest i want to see it for myself I wanna try those products on the patients that fall within the parameters of the same research study that I just read about and then see what the outcomes are on my patients. I've been guided by the research, right? So everything I'm doing is from an evidence-based state. I'm using the scientific evidence to make those treatment recommendations to a patient, but I have an observant eye so that as I see the patient through the process, on the other end, what is the outcome? And does their outcome follow what the research suggests? Or maybe we need more information about this product, especially a new product that comes on the market. This is why it's so important as a hygienist that we have a research background and we understand not only how to, because we can't know everything about everything, we need to know how to find out. If there's something that we're unsure of, or maybe there's a product that we don't know enough about, and it might benefit our patient, and we know just enough about it to then go to the database and find the studies, look through the information so that we can judge the quality of the study and the evidence that's there, and we can make our decisions for our patients based on that evidence. This is why it's so important as a hygienist to have that evidence-based mindset. So this is why you are developing the skills to be a good clinical researcher, because you can't be expected to know everything that goes on in your operatory, but you are expected to be able to go find the information that your individual patients need and do everything from an evidence-based standpoint. So I'm really hoping that this was a good starting point for you as you are working through the process of dental hygiene school and developing your own PICO question and doing your own research. Think about it on the other end. You may only have to write a little bit of research in school, but you will be a scientific evidence gatherer for the rest of your career, okay? So this is just the beginning, guys. I would invite you to send me any questions that you need answered. 
Questions come up when you listen to this podcast. I have a link in the show notes and I'd be happy to answer any questions that you have. Also, I would appreciate a review if you have time to leave one. Thank you so much. Thank you.